Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Using 
God for my defense in Alabama. We jamming. That's beautiful. Bobby eating. Me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking shit. You all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back. We repping that work pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God we trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You too. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Donner Brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. Episode 281, Pancakes and Power Slam Show, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, much, much fun. 281 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, live Q&A. We're going to get it started here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to continue to have a whole lot of fun on the Pancakes and Power Slam show as we load people into the WrestleZone.com live Facebook Live. <clears throat> we're having a Q&A session with a wonderful, wonderful guest. Um, I'm going to announce him here very, very soon. We got a lot to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We got some SummerSlam uh, kickoff. We got some SummerSlam. Um, we got a lot of SummerSlam stuff. <laughs> that's the that's the bottom line. A lot. We got some SummerSlam trivia. We got some SummerSlam. Um, we got some uh, SummerSlam. Um, also, uh, uh, predictions, that's the word I'm looking for, some SummerSlam predictions. Uh, so we got a lot to, to talk about, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun, as we do every single week here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show, as the people are coming in live, coming on the Facebook Live, and as we um, get the questions ready, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're going to continue to uh, to do that. Uh, so without further ado, as we get people on and get the questions live, we're going to bring him on the show right now. Without further ado, former X Division, GFW, X Division, I should say Impact Wrestling, X Division champion, DJ Z. How are you tonight, sir? I'm feeling good, man. DJ Z is in the building. What's good, baby? What's good, baby? Absolutely. Fantastic. Great to have you on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we get to any of the questions, man, how are you feeling? Let the listeners know, just in case people were living under a rock, let the listeners know uh, what you've been up to as far as the past few months, man. You um, had something very, very pivotal happen to your career. Let the people know what happened. Yeah, I almost died four months ago in Mexico City after taking a 450 splash. I'm very lucky to be alive. I'm very lucky to be back in the ring. I 
started wrestling again after the injury back in June. So eight weeks after the surgery, I got back in the ring, which apparently was borderline psychotic. But I did it. We're out here. Yeah. We're in these rings every weekend. I just got back from England. I did six shows wow. in eight days, and I never felt better, man. Wow, wow. So who were you facing when you did that 450? Oh, I was in this six-way scramble match for the crash down in Mexico City, and it was the Laredo kid who came down like a bag of cement on my midsection with that 450 splash. Oh, man. That's, uh... So, I mean, like, was it one of those things where you, like, you just, you felt it? Uh, just, you know, like, like how was it? Was it numbing? Was it just, like, agonizing pain? Like, how how was it when when it came down on you? Uh, yeah, I mean, right away I knew something was wrong. It felt like I had the wind yeah. knocked out of me. A little more intense, though, so I thought maybe I broke a rib. Oh man, I hear my echo in the background. It's like messing me up when I'm trying to talk. But, <laughs> but oh no, uh, I like broke a. I thought I broke a rib, and I rolled out of the ring, finished the match. But when I got to the locker room, I knew something wasn't right. And mm-hmm. eventually, they got paramedics, ambulance. They took me to a hospital. I left the first hospital, went back to my hotel, fainted on the bathroom floor in the lobby, and. That's when I got rushed to the second hospital, which is where they ran the test, determined that I had ruptured my colon, I was bleeding internally, and then they kind of told me what was going to happen. They said, listen, man, uh, to save your life, we're going to have to cut your abdomen open, ruin your perfect six-pack, and we're going to have to clean this internal bleeding, uh, then stitch up your colon. And you know what's funny is everybody hears colon and they think that this is some sort of uh, ass-related injury, but but I'm happy to report that my ass is just fine. It's actually my stomach. There's four parts of your colon, and this injury took place in the first part of your colon, which is in your stomach. So uh, mm. you all can stop worrying. Nobody needs to be concerned about uh, my behind. We're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no anal issues. <laughs> no anal issues no anal. to report. <laughs> I, I'm here well, to that's put that rumor to rest once and for all. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. No anal issues. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well, man, and I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're better. Like you said, I mean, it could have been a uh, a life-ending injury. So uh, let's get to the questions, man. Uh, we got uh, uh, got one of our one of Wrestle Zone's own, Mike Mike Killam is uh, asking uh, if you're going to be in the AAW Jim uh, Lyman tournament this year. What's the dates on that? Is that the one that is in October? I'm not sure. I don't have a follow up from him yet. I think all right. I, uh, I think that's the one in October. If that's the one that I'm thinking of. I had actually been contacted to be in that tournament, but I am already booked that weekend in Texas and Denver, Colorado. So, no, I will not be a part of the tournament. Oh, won't be a part of the tur- tournament. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, but I will be well, a regular part of AEW shows moving forward. So, if you don't see me on the tournament, don't worry. I will be there probably for every other show. Nice, nice. 
Who was your favorite person you faced uh, in Impact Wrestling? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. I, I would say, like, people I have, like, the best chemistry with over the years, Trevor Lee comes to mind immediately. I think me and Trevor Lee did a lot of really good stuff in the X Division last year. A lot of it went unnoticed by the wrestling community in general, which is kind of a bummer because we were working hard and I thought having some great matches. Rob Van Dam, definitely got to shout him out. He taught me so much. I wrestled him pretty much every weekend for about four months, and I feel like the experience wrestling with him kind of took me to a, a next level in wrestling. You know, I was a better wrestler by the time I was done working with him than I was before I came into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that, that's fantastic, man. Um RVD, uh, you know, it's one of those things that when he was, uh, when RVD was in Impact Wrestling, uh, it was good that he was in the X Division. I think, you know, of course, he's, you know, world champ material, but, uh, you know, he was in the X Division uh, for for a bit, and I think it was a good, uh, it was a good feel to the division. It was a, it was a way to put an extra type of, um, I guess, prestige on it. Um, that that he you know someone who was world champion material same thing with AJ same thing with the Samoa Joe. Um, so what was it that you started with Impact? I started with Impact in the summer of 2011. Hmm. Really? It's it's so so yeah. six years. So six years. It feels yeah. like it's been longer than that for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's been I a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess since you've been with Impact for so many, it, it, since you've had such a big, you know, impact on Impact, I guess pun intended, uh, with the X Division, it seems like you've been there for longer. I don't know why, but uh, um, yeah, it, it was it's it great to it's great to have you in the Impact. So what's uh so what's the future of uh, you and and GFW? What where are you guys at right now? Well, my work in GFW is not done yet. My work in the X Division is not done yet. So you will see me there sooner than later. I can't say when specifically, but sooner than later. Nice. What are your thoughts on the GFW management change? Uh, honestly, I haven't been around for much of it. I got hurt in April. The last time I was at GFW was in March, and I think February's tapings were the first time they, like, really took over. So I was only around for, like, the first two sets of tapings, so I don't know how things have really progressed. But, mm-hmm. I mean, guys like Jeff Jarrett, those guys have been around in wrestling his entire life. He knows what he's doing. There's some other great guys yeah. in the office like Sanjay Dutt. These guys got vision, you know? So I think it – yeah, it will be a bright future for GFW for Impact Wrestling. Certainly. Your thoughts on Dixie Carter as a uh, as the as the president, former president. I mean, my experiences with Dixie Carter, only good ones for the most part. You got to remember, like when she was in charge, she kept me employed for six six years, really. So. I've been able to live as a wrestler for my job, live my dreams for the last six years. And, you know, it's because of her at the end of the day. So 
definitely got to show love for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing I was wondering actually was, uh, so it was, you became DJ Z during uh, your affiliation with uh, Robbie and, um, um, oh goodness, Jesse, uh, Mr. Pectacular, okay. Jesse Goddard. Goddard's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. Because I kept thinking Sorensen, because you have an affiliation with Sorensen, too. For some reason, that last name was, like, embedded in my head. I'm like, no, no, it's not Sorensen. It's not Sorensen. It's, it's Goddard's. Yeah, so how's that angle come about? So the story with the Bromans was they won the TNA Tag Team titles back at Down for Glory 2013. And they did a celebration of Impact the following week, and they had a DJ in the ring with them for the segment. And I guess after the segment, somebody just commented and said they liked the book, culture, and DJ. So as the story goes, he told the writers, well, why don't we use Zima Ion? He's a real-life DJ. And that's kind of how it came about. That's kind of how it came about. Hit me up, brought me back to TV. Let's try this out. I've been going for the life and just instant chemistry with Robbie and Jesse. I think I was probably like the most fun period of my career. Like I had the biggest fun with the book. Wow. So, <laughs> so I thought I thought it was uh, quite. I thought it was a very interesting way to to kind of revive your character. Um, and, and I, I think, you know, it was one of those things when you were, you know, um, when you were, when you weren't DJZ, uh, when you were Zima Ion or, uh, um, well, you, you, your indie name is kind of, you're, you were Zima Ion and then, uh, you, you were what, uh, Shima Zion, what Shima was your indie Zion. name? Well, Shima Zion yeah, yeah. was my indie name. I came up with that when I was 16 years old, just sitting around in high school, daydreaming about being a wrestler. I came up with this exotic, foreign-sounding name, Shima Zion. Looking back on it, <laughs> terrible name. From a marketing standpoint, <laughs> nobody can spell it. You can't even pronounce it. Nobody can pronounce it. No. How are you supposed <laughs> to remember this guy's name? Constantly misspelled. Just a, a stupid name that, of course, I come up with at the age of 16, and I end up getting stuck with it mm-hmm. until I'm 24. I finally get to TNA thinking, this is awesome. I'm finally going to get to get rid of this stupid name that I've had since I was a teenager. And yeah. I'm coming up with this list of names, bro. I'm writing down a list of all these, like, different names that I could possibly pitch to the writers. And then... I go to present this list to Vince Russo, and he's like, oh, don't worry. We already got your name. Oh? Yeah, okay. Let's hear it. You're Shima Zion, right? Here. You don't even have to really change your name. We'll make you Zima Ion. We only changed two letters. Two letters. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, at least, it's more, at least it was you know, much more marketable than Shima Zion. Um, nah, man. You know. Zima Ion, come on. They named me yeah. after a girly malt beverage, bro. How's that marketable? <laughs> Who are we marketing? Well, the, the Ion part, right? The Ion part? 
I don't know. I mean, I tried to have some fun with it. Like, I came up with the little catchphrase, me, myself, and I on. I remember that. I took this pretty lame wrestling name, and I made something out of it, but I never liked it, to be honest with you. And the first chance that I had to change my name, I took it, and I ran with it, and I've been DJZ ever since. <laughs> yeah. DJZ is the, the most marketable for sure. <laughs> definitely, it's uh, the easiest. Definitely works. That's for sure. Yeah, certainly, certainly. All right, let's uh, let's, let's tackle a few of these questions from WrestleZone.com Facebook Live. Uh, got a question that says uh, that asks, uh, does DJZ watch WWE programming, and what does he think of it? I guess the second question is based on the first. Sometimes I don't have cable, so I don't follow the TV shows weekly. I do have the WWE Network, and sometimes when I'm home, I will throw on some WWE Network, NXT every now and then, pay-per-views. I like the old stuff, though. I like to go back and get nostalgic. I think the other night, I was watching SummerSlam 94, which was super nostalgic for me because the first wrestling pay-per-view that I ever... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was the first one pay-per-view I ever watched, like, live on pay-per-view. So, I don't know, man. I was just going to sound. I just wanted to watch old school stuff. So, I watched yeah. SummerSlam 94. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, so, the Undertaker versus Undertaker, that that is that is one of the most mixed-reviewed SummerSlam main events in history. I was personally, I was a huge fan of of Undertaker versus Undertaker. I was a teenager at that time, and I loved the build. I love Undertaker leaving the Royal Rumble, the fake Undertaker. To me, it was an amazing story. Uh, a lot of people criticized it because they felt that the Bret and Owen Cage match should have went on last. What are your thoughts on that? That match was all spectacle. When I saw that as a kid, I was seven years old. So I thought it was awesome. Paul Bear opens the urn. There's a spotlight. It's just pure spectacle, man. Absolutely. And it is pretty good yeah. for me to like go back and watch it again. Like when I watched that pay per view last week, that was the first time I'd seen it since I was seven years old. So mm-hmm. to go back and watch it, and it's pretty impressive. Like Brian Lee, he really did look like the Undertaker, man. It was like he did. Man. He was a real big doppelganger. That's uh, he yeah. was. He really was. Yeah. What are the chances? Of that? What are the chances you would find another wrestler that actually looks just like the dude? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and I remember him as primetime Brian Lee. You know, I remember him back. Um, you know, back in the days. Um, and and, and before uh, WWE, and, and and I think it was a really really good uh, transformation. I remember watching him in Continental and um, a couple other you know. Uh, promotions he was in that I remember him from that and uh just the transformation was really good. Let's uh let's address a few of these uh questions here. Um uh will GFW be back at the Sands in Bethlehem anytime soon that you know of? That was from Jordan. No, not that I know of. Maybe they've got some plans to go back there, but if they do, they have not told me. So who knows, man? It's possible. Absolutely. Uh, another question: Do you eat still? Do you still eat weird and exotic stuff? Well, this profanity-free show, but it didn't say stuff. Uh, your brother's artwork is sick. 
and your in-ring game ah. is even more impeccable than ever. Your hard work shows, dude. Ah, well, thank you for all of those kind words. Yes, I still eat weird and bizarre foods every chance that I get. It's like my my thing I do in every new country that I go to. I have to eat the most ridiculous and uh, disturbing foods that they may have to offer. I was just talking about this the other night, actually. Uh, probably the weirdest food I ate, I had raw pig womb back in Japan. So that was probably the weirdest food that I ate. I also had spider tacos in Mexico, just like spiders that they had, like, fried or whatever and threw them on a taco. I had I had that. So I had some weird foods for sure. And, yeah, my brother, he's killing it. He works for the NBA and CBS Sports doing graphic art. He's, nice. Yeah, he's blowing up. Like, and it's really hard to get him to design my T-shirts now because he's so busy. So I'm happy and I'm, like, sad all at the same time for him. <laughs> <laughs> like bittersweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is bittersweet. Yeah. So the uh, was it the uh, Anthony Bourdain? You ever you ever contact him for uh, you know collabing with him? Uh, you mean Andrew Zimmern, possibly the guy from Bizarre Foods? No, isn't the doesn't well that's him, but isn't the doesn't Anthony Bourdain go around and eat crazy stuff too? He might. I know Andrew Zimmern is he's got a TV show called Bizarre Foods. But what's funny yeah. is like, I yeah. I have like come real close to interacting with. Andrew Zimmern and with Anthony Bourdain. Uh, nice. Andrew Zimmern was actually at a Filipino restaurant while I was there eating. He was filming mm-hmm. scenes for his show at that restaurant, and like, I'm sorry, that was probably one of the rare times in my life that I have met someone starstruck just because of how random it was, and because I am a fan of his show. Like, there's a dude right there in front of me, but he was filming. I didn't want to disturb him, but I was like, mm-hmm. dude. That's Andrew Zimmer. I just want to shake his hand and be like, yo, you are the reason that I eat all these crazy foods. Like, you started this. You created this monster. I just want to shake your hand. And then Anthony Bourdain, he was filming scenes for one of his TV shows at a wrestling show that I did recently. I didn't get to meet him, but, yeah, that was crazy, too. Like, he was filming stuff at a wrestling show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Nice. Couple more questions. Uh, if you could wrestle one wrestler from WWE right now, who would it be? I want to wrestle the champ. Who's the champion right now? <laughs> Jinder Mahal or Brock Lesnar? Jinder. One of the two. Yeah. Well, could you imagine me if Brock Lesnar just let him throw me around like a rat dog for <laughs> ten minutes? I promise you, it will, it will be the most entertaining squash match you've ever seen in your life. Oh man. Okay. So uh, let's let's do a really quick angle. Let's do a really quick build to that. So the 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 uh, the end game is, is Survivor Series. How do you build DJ Z versus Brock Lesnar for Survivor Series? You make your WWE debut next Monday on Raw, and how do you build it? Are you asking me? Are you asking me? Yeah, absolutely. Quick oh, build, I don't man. know, man. I, 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 dude, that, that, let the writers come come up with all that. Just give me the match. <laughs> oh, so you don't pitch in ideas? Uh, no, not really. Like, every now and then I will. But, I don't know, that's not my thing. My thing is doing it in the ring. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So somehow you want to you want to face. So you want to would you want to face Brock Lesnar like at a pay per view or just like on a on a Raw? Ah man, I want him at WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> I want the big. <laughs> I, want, I want to get my ass kicked on the biggest stage possible. Oh wow, Suplex City all over the place. Uh, and then the last question is uh, one wrestler who has passed away that you would have uh, wanted to wrestle. Uh, I don't know. Let me think. Uh, see, like I'm not like a dream match guy, really. Like if someone asks me, like who's like my dream opponent, like I don't really have an answer for that. Like, like I, I would just wrestle whoever, you know, whatever the situation is. Like I'm down to do work, but. Uh, let me think, man. Who passed away that I? Um, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty. I. Oh, you know what? I got your answer. Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, nice. Good choice. Really good choice. Yeah. So you still play? So you still play a strong baby face then? Because Rude said he's the shoe in heel. He's he's one hundred percent heel. Um, oh okay. yeah, for sure. So Go back and watch his like WCW stuff. He was like a total ring general. He had gotten away from like the cartoony WWF style that he did in the late '80s. But you go back and watch him in WCW. All he was doing was working with young guys most of the time, and just being a total ring general. That's my favorite era of Rick Root to watch and to study. So I would have loved to just work with him one time. So Dangerous Alliance era, Rick Root. Uh, a little after that, I'm talking like my oh, personal favorite is like 92, 93. Yeah, mostly like 93, Rick Rude. He had some bangers with like Brian Tillman, Steamboat, Too Cold Scorpio. Steamboat, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot Sting. of stuff available online, man. Yeah, Sting, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, really great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Last question from Alicia. What are your thoughts on Rick Flair? Uh, I guess there's a few coming in. Uh, let's let's tackle a few of them. A couple of them. Uh, let's let's start off with this one. Best video game all time for original Nintendo. Good question, Jordan. Give Jordan some credit on that one. You know, I'm not much of a gamer. When I was maybe like five, six years old, I did mess around a little bit with the original Nintendo, and my go-to was Duck Hunt. So. Uh-huh. I would have to answer with that, because that would nice. probably be the only video game I've ever played on original Nintendo. So it is. So you had the so you had the gun and the kid, huh? You were shooting a little kid. Uh, I did not. I did not. I had some cousins that had it. So when I go to their house, <laughs> that's when we were playing. Nice. Yeah. What? Uh... <laughs> What's some interesting uh, inf- influences uh, to to tell people how to shoot uh, as a little bit of kids? <laughs> In hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a really good influence, yeah, right? I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on Ric Flair? I hope he's okay. That's my thought. I mean, he's a legend in this game for sure. One of the all time best, no doubt. So, I I hope that he's gonna be okay for sure. Absolutely. That was from uh, Alicia. All right, man. I appreciate it. Let let uh, everyone know. Um, uh, we got another question. How's Wildy doing? Uh, my cat. Well, yeah. so some tragic news about my beautiful Persian cat. My girlfriend and I broke up back in December, and 
when we broke up, we had this dilemma, what are we going to do about the cat? And I made the very adult, responsible decision to leave the cat with her because I travel all the time. He would have a much better life with her and with her cat, who he was best friends with. So I actually had to say goodbye to my cat, and I'm very sad about it to this day. <laughs> oh, man. Well, poor cat. Um, so uh, we, we, you know, we, our condolences uh, go out to Wildy. Uh, Wildy's uh, not dead yet, but still, the condolences go out to, to Wildy. That's right. Also, man, uh, let us know some dates you got coming up. Well, I will say I won't say the exact date or the exact show, but let's just say I will be wrestling on one of the biggest wrestling events of the year, and that's coming up real soon. So stay tuned. I'll have some big news for that. Other than that secret date, I will be at AAW in Chicago on August 31st. I will be oh I will be at Old Wrestling on August 27th. That's like a really cool show. They do like an old timey like 1930s 1940s type wrestling show. So I'm gonna be on there teaming with Space Monkey. That should be a lot of fun. And September September where, where am I at in September? I gotta look at the schedule. I'm, I'm all over the place though. So. Just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at IMDJZ because I'll be posting all the dates, all the flyers. Keep in touch with me that way for shout. Fantastic. DJZ, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, thank you to all the people on WrestleZone.com. Uh, will you be at PWS in uh, New Jersey September 30th is the question I was just asked. Nope, I will not be at PWS on September 30th. But eh, who knows, maybe one day. There you go. DJZ, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Wrestle.com, stay tuned. We've got some Slum- SummerSlam stuff to talk about. It's been a pleasure, DJZ, and I uh, hope you have a great evening, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. Awesome. Have a good night. Bye, you too, man. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, DJZ, thank you for the Facebook Live, uh, WrestleZone.com. Now we're going to talk about some SummerSlam stuff. But before that, we got uh, the wonderful co-host with the most from Unmet Radio, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing better, man. It's a little long, emotional day, but I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, man, good to be here. here. Absolutely. Great to have you, man. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to the wonderful headlines for this week. Here we go. As we was talking about Ric Flair, the Nate boy, Ric Flair, um, man, uh, just what a whirlwind for him this weekend. Uh, there were yeah. reports that uh, it, was, it was just a routine condition, and then that went to it went, it went from that to um, critical condition, uh, and then there were reports that he, you know, he was he was drink, you know, basically his drinking caught up with him. The uh, cardiac, um, uh, the alcoholic cardiomyopathy. Um, is something that uh, he, he mentioned before um, that he was dealing with, and that's basically just uh, alcohol consumption 
uh, leads to just uh, just really bad heart issues. Then um, it, it came out that it was kidney issues. So the alcohol still yeah. applies. The alcohol use still applies, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't with the heart, but it was with the kidneys. So as Sir Juno's kidneys, it was successful. Uh, he's still hospitalized as of this particular show. Um, so you know our prayers are with uh, with uh, Ric Flair, 68 years old. Uh, unfortunately, his dream caught up with him, and uh, but you know the surgery went well, and uh, you know at this point it's just a matter of um, the kidney. You know he he's healing from the surgery. You know thank God that it wasn't a kidney failure, which is you know it is fatal. Um, but you know he. he he got it in time, and 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 hopefully the you know it's looking his his condition isn't the best right now, but as of the reports, is looking like he'll go ahead and 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 recover from it, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, it's um, I mean, sad to say, I was saying from my other show that you know, fortunately, I've been in the state where Charlotte and David had with their you know permanent ICU awaiting the hidden knees and. So I know how that feels, and, and hopefully, you know, and I got to meet Flair, I believe, earlier this year, but um, you know, hopefully he, it, it turns around, you know, the, the surgery was successful, so it's a good sign, and uh, you and I further started the same sources, and, and, you know, we were told that, you know, it was successful, so some things that look for complications, I guess, and some things is waiting for him to heal. So normally what I see, what happens is he's, the fact that the surgery is successful, that's good. And what they tend to do is they'll wait a few days or even a week just to keep a, a watch on them, you know, just to make right. sure that he's okay, he's healing properly. So it's probably going to take a little bit. Um, yeah. I can estimate maybe by Friday or Saturday, if his condition gets better, he'll be moved from ICU to something called, um, I forgot the term, every hospital calls it different. It's like a, a PICU or like another it's like a it's it's ICU but it's not critical. It's where these things where it's like a um, ICU unit but it's not for people that are in critical conditions. It's those that are mm-hmm. like in between, like you're not at the best of health but you're not critical either. Kind of like a purgatory in a way with your health. Yep. So um, I just give it a few days and you know, we're both prayer 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 warriors and hope that their flare comes out. And they're, they're drinking yep. and all of that. You know, and I was told by people. You know, we know the same people interviewed just about the same people. He loves them comicalities, one of those screwdrivers. And, you know, he keeps drinking all yeah. the years, and all that drinking affects your body. And I'm not just to anybody that listens to that you may want to partake yeah. in anything. It's just when you do it too much and you do it all the time, it catches up with you. You just got to be careful. Absolutely. To do it responsibly. Um, yeah. So, you know. Uh, my, my hope is that uh, Flair doesn't, you know, you know, he doesn't get Relax. motivated to to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because my my prayer is that it's not an addiction. You know, because if it's an addiction, you know, he definitely needs some therapy for it. You know, after he gets released, uh, otherwise, um, it'll just he'll just be back in that you know really bad position again. You know, so. Uh, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> we certainly don't want to want. We we don't want that to happen. So, uh, definitely praying for for that. Uh, let's start off with the. Uh, you know, let's let's bump let's bump the energy up a little bit um, with the SummerSlam question. 
who did the Big Show defeat in a handicap match at SummerSlam 2010? Who did the Big Show defeat in a SummerSlam handicap match in 2010? That is the first SummerSlam trivia question for the night. So, I an article today. Uh, yeah, you can answer. You can answer. You can answer. Uh, if I'm right, and I could be wrong, because everybody knows me this about everything, is that for the ECW? Was that for the ECW title? Nope. That is uh, that is not true. Uh, you're, you're talking about when he faced Sabu. That was in 2010. Okay. So okay. So I, I know the answer to I know the answer. Then I'm not gonna give it away, but I just wanted to be sure I had two two matches in mind. But uh, yeah, he did go against Sabu. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, 2010. Russellzone.com Facebook Live community. Tooth uh, and all and everyone tweeting as well. Um, uh, what do you got? 2010 handicap match for the big show. Um, so the next, the next in line, uh, like I said, I wrote an article, uh, possible stable forming with, uh, uh, as we saw on raw possible stable, oh, stable forming with, uh, Anderson, <laughs> Anderson Gallows and big Cass. Um, first of all, big Cass got new music. Uh, so they're trying their best. I mean, like, they're really, really trying with Big Cass. Like, they're trying to do all they can to really make this Big Cass project actually work. You know, and it's like, you know, it's it's not, I mean, there's been reports of, like, Vince is kind of, you know, scaling back and kind of pulling back on it because, you know, Vince and his fascination with Big Man, uh, he, you know, he wanted Cass to he wanted Cass to be a heel. He wanted him to, you know, he really solve something to him, and 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 you know, he wanted him to shake things up again, you know, and and uh, the genetic man, jackhammer. yeah, the genetic jackhammer. Um, but the 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 crazy thing is that uh, it just, I I I I'm sorry, I just didn't see it was with Cass, uh, you know, from the beginning no. because he has that baby face. He doesn't really have. He talks slow. The, he talks yeah. so slow, like speed it yeah. up. <laughs> if you, yeah. Not to say you got it. Not okay. This is Braun Strowman. You can talk slow, and like you know, offering Jake the Snake. He didn't talk fast, but Cass, he has a strong Jersey New York accent. He has a baby yep. face. He's like a big baby face giant, and you yeah. didn't even give a chance for Enzo and Cass to really really grow to their full potential on the main roster. And then you mm-hmm. then the theme music is sucks. Even the new theme music is a little better. I mean the worst theme music in history right now with Jason Jordan. We'll get to that later. So oh. but uh, <laughs> man that, that makes that makes the main event mop that makes the main event mafia music on the level of the final line. <laughs> I like you know what? I like the main event mafia music. But it grew on me though. Yeah. And the band, that that theme song was horrible too. Uh but uh Who did who was? The band. 
Remember NWO oh. TNA version? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't get me that on bad, bad things. Oh. I can go all day. That was terrible. Um, that was terrible. <laughs> it, it, it is, it's crazy. It's like the, the revival guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Samson, Simon, what his name is, uh, the revival guy. Who got injured? He got injured. Who got injured? Uh, the, the guy from the revival. He's torn by himself. Uh, Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson, something is happening. But mm-hmm. Scott Dawson just hurt. So I guess they scrapped their plan. said, okay, so we're just going to download Anderson and Gallows and hold their parents. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Come out the blue. Yeah. Like, where did they come from? Why they here? And the Hardys did the same thing up with Jason Jordan. So. Yeah, which is, which is quite weird. Yeah, it's, he does. And, and my thing is with cast, it's like, I don't, I don't see, like, here's the thing. What's the payoff for Cass? He's not going to be, you know, he, he's not over enough to become, uh, <laughs> I got a comment, Vince strikes again, and what a shocker. I, I, I couldn't agree more uh, <laughs> yeah. with, with that comment. Um yeah, and and here's the, and here's the thing. It's like, you know, what's the payoff for Big Cass? It's like, you know, he. I don't see him as champ. So so eventually, with, with anything, when you when you have, uh, w- when you have the, the 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 champions, or when you have some type of new project, you have to think of what is the end game. For this project, what what is the point? What 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 is this leading to? And what the thing is with Cass, and it's like, what is the payoff for Cass? Because there's just nothing, there's nothing going with him, and it's and it's and it's sad. And it seems like they're trying to put Anderson and Gallows with him to make him more relevant. I mean, that's that's exactly what I saw when I noticed. Like it was out of nowhere. It was just out of nowhere. Now they're aligning with Cass, and it's like they're trying to put more heat on Cass. You know, of course, that the Boston crowd ate him up, you know, in his, in his promo, which is, you know, that's heat. That's good. I mean, that's, that's, it's good that he, that happened to him. But at the same time, that's just not a good litmus test. You know, <laughs> Boston's a, a marquee crowd typically. That's not a really good litmus test, you know, as far as like to gauge Cass's heat. And he had like yeah. X Pac heat. You know, I mean, the X Pac heat is like we generally, you know, there was like, like back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Back in the back in the day, it was like two types of heat. It was like, uh, it was like the the X Pac heat, and then you had like the Hoss Pop. You know, right. and uh. The 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 Charlie the Charlie Hawks pop or the Charlie Hawks heat was like, you know, like we we just <laughs> we're just sympathizing with you right now, you know, you're not really much going on right now, and it's it's like, yeah, we're we're kind of pigeonholed to 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 like you or not like you, and then you had like the X Pac heat, which was like we generally don't want you to be here, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, with you can with, save a baby with cash, you can save a baby. Yeah. yeah. With, with you can save a baby from a burning house. I can see the, still get booed. Yeah, I, I can see the same thing with Cass. Like, we really don't want you here. Like, that's the type of reaction that he's getting. And it seems like they're, you know, they're like I said, it, it seems like they're putting more heat on 
uh, cast because of that. And so we'll see. Um, you know, got got it all falls back to never-ending dilemma with storytelling. Again, I, I, I agree. You know, it's like it, it's like you have to intrigue us, intrigue us as fans to really buy into the product because otherwise it's like I my my thing is this, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, thank thank God I get paid to do this stuff. Um and I, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling lifer. Uh and 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 my you know, I, and and you know, the the good the good thing of me being a wrestling fan is that I, you know, make money being a wrestling fan these days. But it's, you know, and I I have for a number of years now. Uh, so it, it it makes my like it, it makes my love for professional wrestling uh, that much better <laughs> because uh, it pays my bills. But at the same time, it's like I can't. I've tried to recruit people to come back to wrestling, and this is what I've gotten. Like I've gotten people who would come back in spurts. The biggest spurt that I got personally of people who. I knew were wrestling fans who told me used to be wrestling fans that came back. I kid you not, the biggest spurt that I have experienced of people who weren't wrestling fans who became wrestling fans again was when Goldberg came back. That was that was the biggest spurt that I've seen of people watching wrestling again. And then I'll do an update, Goldberg is gone, and they're like, eh, well, I don't watch anymore. You know, and that's the thing Great that people like characters. That's the thing. People yeah. like characters. People are invested in characters. And you had an influx of people come back. And you even saw in the ratings. I was just, I did an article of uh, the, the ratings, yeah. uh, I don't know, a few months ago. I did an article of the ratings of the past year. And you saw it. You saw uh, an influx in ratings when, when Goldberg came back. But, of course, you know, that star power is gone and, and, and Lesnar's there a few times a week. And, and so people really don't care anymore. Speaking of people gone, Alberto El Patron, who, who left uh, the WWE, uh, had some really issues. So, you know, he's uh, he's known for being a hothead. Uh, he, he's uh, he's known for being short-tempered. But even with that, even with, even with GFW knowing that he has a history of being a very short-tempered individual, uh, getting in fights with his own brother, you know, and it's like... Even with that, somehow OWL, they thought that uh, <laughs> that he is the guy. You know, even being in hot war with WWE. And here's the thing: like, I understand why they brought him uh, to GFW or Impact Wrestling at the time. Actually, it was still TNA at the time. I understood why they had that. That you know, it was one of those things because they they were it, it was like the whole new ownership thing. They brought back Pritchard, and they brought back uh, Dutch Mantel. So they were trying to have a different, you know, type of thing, a, a, a new type of feel to them. So I think uh, I forgot who was it they wanted to bring back um, that said that said no. I think they were trying to negotiate with. Uh, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Bobby Roode. Or um, they they were trying to negotiate with someone. I don't, I don't remember exactly who it was, mm-hmm. but the person, uh, oh, Bully Ray, that's who it was. Bully Ray, 
they were trying to bring back Bully Ray, and Bully Ray, he uh, declined it, and of course he went to ROH, uh, and so they didn't have that big name. They wanted the big baby face uh, main event name uh, for, you know, to opposite uh, Lashley. So, and uh, they uh, the opposite, you know, people like Lashley and Eli Drake and um, eventually yeah. uh, EC3 turned again. So you have, you know, you have your, you know, your good solid heels, but they wanted that baby face. Bully Ray said no, and then, uh, of course, they brought back, um, they brought El Patron to fill that spot kind of last minute. Um, I understand why they did that. El Patron is a decent, you know, he's, you know, he's a good enough name, you know, for, uh, you know, to bring them back, you know, to, to kind of spike them up a bit. But I mean, they gave him the whole house, you know, it's like he was yeah. champ, like right when he got there and then he got a strip from him, and then he worked his way back up, won the title from, uh, from Lashley and then he got in some trouble with with uh, with Page. They suspended him, and they're like, "Okay, well, he got cleared from charges and stuff, but he's not a good representation of GFW." Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, my like, with the history that he's had over the past few years, he hasn't really been the best representative for you know for the companies that he's been through. He walked out on t- uh, he, he walked out on AAA. You know what I mean? Like he, he 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 had some issues with AAA, walked out on them, kept the title. You know what I mean? And, and it's like he hasn't been the best example. Um, it's it's funny because uh, because their representative actually emailed me uh, and, and and wanted to um, bring uh, Helm and Paige on the show. Um, and so we were trying to figure out some times and some dates, and then they, um, I think they ended up choosing Busted Open Radio because um, my my I was booked um, for the next couple of weeks, and they ended up going to Busted Open Radio and just kind of you know, kind of spilling it all out and just kind of clarifying some things just within their relationship right. that uh, that wasn't reported correctly. But it's like when you. <laughs> When you when you choose to be any type of celebrity, and you choose to have a Twitter account and choose to be Instagram, that's a life that you choose to be a celebrity. They they chose to be pro wrestler, you know, pro wrestling celebrity names, so that comes with the territory. And unfortunately, you know, he got stripped uh, of the title because of that. It's not the CEO at all. It's not no, not at all. And, and nope. DNA and Impact VFW cross the line, what we want to call them. <laughs> cross the and, line. Uh, I wonder if they ever crossed it. Um, that that's their choice. It, you should have been. You know how they're real is. It's, it's been documented. And right now, who else you gonna put the belt on? They had it on Lashley, but like you said, it's, it's having that new face right now that can actually draw people in. It was very slim. You got RH and you got WWE or Deadly Japan. And I think, you know, maybe if Omega, you know, wasn't working in the States and I'm blessed the way I'm one of the only three shows that interviewed him for the past year. So if he ever worked in the States, 
I think he would be a good catch for a global force to get his turn. But you know, when Lizzie CD, he's going to go to all yeah. eight. He's not going to do with Anthem Isle. No, exactly. That's the thing. I don't see any. I don't see any person kind of wants do that. That's the that's the thing. I don't see like any big name, even when they come, you know, to you know, uh, um, uh, GFW. Even if they were like given the best type of opportunity, you know, it, it don't matter what it was. You know, your CM Punk's your uh, you know, even if Bully Ray decided to come back and Kenny Omega, uh, you know, your Tanahashi's, your uh, your Kazuchika Okada's, you know, those names, those big names, those top tier names at this time, uh, your Cody's, you know, Cody had a, you know, hiccup with them and um, still, you know, didn't it didn't really work out that well. Brandy Rhodes was like, Okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and make myself known in TNA, uh, but uh, they're now, you know, since they're GFW, they're asking for ten percent of everything outside of the company. Get out of here! And and there, and she was like, "Oh, deuces! Like I'm <laughs> I'm gone," you know. Yeah. And I don't I don't blame her I don't blame her one bit. I've had her on my show, you know. She's a um, you know. From from what I've experienced, she's a very nice lady. Uh, from the times I talked to her and when she was on my show, um, and, and and you know, she's a she's a businesswoman just like uh, just like her husband is, Cody. And I don't blame him one bit, not at all. I mean, there's sometimes you know I've talked to people you know off air as far as just their their take on TNA, and you know, they've said that they they're not happy just with the. Uh, just just the ability for for the company to really kind of put their uh kind of put their grip on all their talent cuz the thing is if you're asking for if you're not going to pay me enough to barely make it in, out of house and home and you want 10% of everything I make outside the company it's like yeah exactly yeah. man <laughs> you know, yeah <laughs> You know, if you're going to make me exclusive to the company, make me exclusive to the company. Make me live comfortably. You know, that's the thing. You can criticize WWE as much as you want, but you've got a lot of you've got a lot of those names living quite comfortably. You know, I've had uh, Tyler Rex on the show, and he broke down. You know, yeah. it, it makes sense. You know, he broke. You, you know, he broke down that you know they get a hundred. You know, K. Uh, on the front end, but by the time you get to the back end, you you got you have about thirty to forty k. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's like you know, forty thousand dollars a year—that's nothing to complain about either. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah, you know, that's still, yeah, and it's still something that you can live. You know, you you can comfortably live. Uh, of course, you know. A lot of people, a lot of wrestlers don't believe that, don't don't feel that way based on the bumps and everything that they take. But you know, like I always say, you with the WWE is it's it's a top, it's a top echelon percent. It's a top, I would say it's a top ten percent. I would even say maybe even five, maybe even less, maybe even like a top one percent. Because you've got you have, you have what uh, say say fifty. You know, and that's a that's a very ballpark estimate. Fifty paid wrestling talent right now in the WWE, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's only a 
fraction of how many people are competing in the indies. You know, there are thousands yeah, of people exactly. right now. You know, and I mean, competing. yeah, absolutely. So you have the top. So essentially, you have the top less than one percent of people who are in the pro wrestling business living comfortably. And you know, when you get to GFW, people are are, are hoping that you know, but they're not. You know, let's go based on the you know, just like just like the next uh, topic that I want to talk about was Booker T. And I'll let you you know share your thoughts on that. You know, he uh, I wrote I transcribed you know his interview on WrestleZone dot com and. You know, he was just talking about how, just and you know this. Like a vacation. And, and we and we apologize for uh, for coming off of, of you know making it seem like we're slandering Impact Wrestling, but I'm just I'm stating the facts as a journalist. This is what Booker oh, yeah, T yeah, said. This is what I'm you know what I mean? So I've never I know people who work in TNA currently, and I talk to them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've I've never. Step foot in TNA. I've never been to any backstage meetings, so I, do, I definitely want to clarify that. I've, I've talked to people, you know, who are backstage meetings, but uh, I've never been in one myself. So I, do, I definitely want to clarify that. But you know, based on what uh, on book said, on book T said, you know, he was talking about how um, just the, the service wasn't very good, and that's the reason why a lot of those names left, like your EYs and your Bobby yeah. Roos and your Samoa Joes. Uh, you know, and Christopher Daniels, um, you know, and so, you know, he was talking about how the catering, there was no catering, you know, when you, yeah, catering's a big deal. Um, yeah, the dry, he had to drive, you know, and it's like, (laughs) you know, in his own, in his own hometown, you know, he just, he had to drive 45 minutes with one of his cars to meet the person at the hotel, the media, and it's like, you know, people people say that you know that's snobby or bougie, but I'm like, I don't blame them. Man. It, it goes like this, and, and like like you said before, we're not trying to slam the TNA Anthem Impact of of ours. Um, we both have friends that work for TNA currently, and we have friends in the business that used to work in TNA. And I personally know people who used to work in TNA that weren't wrestling too. And I myself am also good buddies with Jeff Jarrett, who's been on my show multiple times. And what we're saying to anybody listening now is facts. The PR is horrible. Yep. There, there's no catering. <laughs> it's the same story yeah, exactly. that, <laughs> that you got, even before Booker T's interview, and, and I um, did read it earlier. When I was uh, post, you know, I was support Russell going, which you did. It was like this is the same thing that so and so told me last week. So and so said on my show, I'm not going to mention names, but this was said, or you know, when we go to shows locally or regionally where we talk backstage, and they say the same thing. <laughs> it's the truth. Yep. And it sure is. And here's the thing. Ed Nordum, Jeff Jarrett, you know, anyone who's listening to this show right now, I mean. Simply put, the people that I know are in TNA, they they want better catering. And the people I know who I still talk to who used to work for TNA, they they want better service. They want to be treated uh, like they like they're respected in the business. Simple as that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully these nuggets, hopefully what I'm telling you, what they're telling me, you know, is uh, something that uh, you guys uh, you know 
take heed to and, and, and make uh, your employees uh, feel happy. So real quick, let's talk about Scott Hall. Um, you know, he, he he was talking on the table for three. He put uh, Larry Zabisco over. Um, and, and this is as much as I've written and, 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 and know about the NWO. Real quick, uh, happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Mar Tiffany. Oh yeah, um, happy so, birthday! Uh, her birthday is past twelve o'clock. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's past twelve o'clock. So I went uh, on national air in front of tens of thousands of people. Uh, I want to wish my wife her birthday. So happy birthday! There you go. Absolutely. Uh, I I didn't know anything about the NWO. Um, as far as as far as this, as much as much as I've written and and reported about the NWO, I've read about the NWO, um, you know, I've I've had DDP on the show, you know, and, and he's he talked to me about the NWO. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, and he was on the table for three, um, and, and Scott Hall, he brought up a really good, interesting point that I never knew. He said that us, you know, Larry Zabisco was the one. Who the NWO over and gave him the idea to come out from the audience and uh, yeah, yeah and he you know, he, he wanted to see he wanted to look like a shoot which is really cool um, and you know it's it's interesting to know that stuff just to know those little tidbits that meant so much of Larry Zabisco Larry Land uh, you know you, you you haven't had the biggest you haven't you haven't had the best interactions with Larry Land. Uh, but it was interesting that uh, Scott Hall put him, put him over as far as, uh, I, yeah, as, far as that's concerned. I'll go on record and say this. Larry Sebesco Larry is okay with me. I, I know I know we spoke online a few times, and I have nothing against Larry. I respect Larry. I've met Larry in person and, and had two 10-minute conversations with him. And Larry is, is hilarious, and it was great to me. Um, this is just a business. Is this when it comes to business, as you know, sometimes, you know, you're not going to agree with everything. So, you know, Larry, you know, the living legend, Mr. Game of Human Chess, he swings one way in, in my area of business, and me, he's swinging another way. But uh, I have nothing against Larry. Larry's always been great to me. He's talk, nice guy. Um, and like you said, Wolf Hall, you know, I've I, I got to talk to Hall good times at shows, and Hall, Hall's a great guy. And um, that's something Hall did let us know, and I think he's mentioned a few times how Larry was the one. And I was shocked when he told us, and um, he was with a couple of former WWE talents, and he was just in, in the uh, green room um, at, at a, you know, at a convention talking, and he was like, hey, you know, it was Larry. You know, Larry was the one that said, come through the crowd. He said, Bischoff wanted yeah. us to come down the ramp, and Larry was like, no, nah, come through the crowd like it's a shoot. And I didn't even yeah. know when he said on the table for three, I didn't know the fact that Mike Enos and the other guy didn't even know that Hall was going to show up. So the reactions, the reactions, they were like, huh? And so they were like, huh? And then Rob Parker had to bring uh, Mike Enos back like, it's it's, it's okay, it's it's okay, it's okay. You know how uh, Parker talks. Yeah, kind of Robert Parker. Buddy Lee yeah, Parker. Yeah. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, really, really, really quick. Uh, just uh, we got a we got a few callers in here. I may can only take one or two, so um, we don't have much time at all. We have about ten minutes. So, real quick thoughts. Uh, your name, where you're from, and quick thoughts. Uh, you are on the air. 
Yes, sir. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I, I, as a matter of fact, my mine is more of a question, and I was talking to to some of my friends, and, and as a matter of fact, my fiance, who's ten years younger than me. I was trying to remember the name of the wrestler who he used to use a um, like a spray, not a spray, like a spray gun, a, a Latino-looking guy, and he like all the women loved him. Like WWF. Do you guys remember his name? You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Spring um, guy. He used to use the old school bug sprays, like back in oh, the day, back Rick, in the day. You talking Rick about Rick Marcel? What was it? Rick Marcel? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously, that's it. I want to talk to Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Rick the Model Martel. Arrogance. Pure, purely arrogant. All right, one more call. Your name and where you're from and your quick thoughts. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yeah, your name, your name, where you're from, and your quick Hello. thoughts. Hello. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I was talking about uh, 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 Captain Insano, and 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 you know he he had no mercy. He had no mercy. Absolutely. No mercy, uh, debut. Uh, thank you. <laughs> debut, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, okay. uh, debut, uh, No Mercy, uh, actually, is a raw exclusive pay-per-view. Uh, Cena's going to be on there. So, absolutely. All right, real quick, uh, you're raw on SmackDown thoughts. Uh, very, very quick, uh, Evan, what do you have? For Raw? Raw on SmackDown. Raw. Uh, I only saw the end of SmackDown, which I thought was kind of convoluted, and you know, Maharaja against Cat and the Four Kids, and you know, it ended the way I saw it. Uh, Baron Corbin, I guess that's one that they do a shot there. You cash it in, and then leaves this roll up. Um, uh, shout out to Joe Cronin, who mentioned, and some uh, other staff member who did mention that Jinder Mahal like leaves into no Baron Corbin leaves the roll ups all the time, which is true. It's like the sound time we got for roll up. Raw, uh, Raw was like a 97 Nitro, man. I enjoyed it. Raw went off. Stuff was still happening. I love how they teased Braun against Brock. Um, that's how the, the bodyguard, blonde head guy, oversold Braun hit them. He just threw himself over the top rope. Uh, mm-hmm. SummerSlam come early. Uh, you know, Neville, he's in on Raw. Like, come on. Why? You don't really do that to Neville. Darius can beat you three times, but. Uh, and the pig's blood, whatever kind of blood, yeah, the pig's blood or whatever will break. Like, and then you go and announce the demon comes to SummerSlam. It's like, come on, like, yeah, keep that as a surprise. It's like, what in the world? Yeah, absolutely. And it's pushing so hard. Marketing in one on one. WWE now is pushing yeah. so hard for you to get the network. You know why? Because now they're actually promoting on the net on WWE.com. Not only get one month, so if you order, if you um, subscribe to the network now for SummerSlam, you get a three month free trial. <laughs> oh, no, man. Don't tell me that's what I'm saying. It says you get three months now. You know, funny, you know what the funny thing about that is that uh, every time they have, and I've learned this more, you know, with, with you know, who I write for now and, and who I talk to, it's like when they have those quarter meetings, um, with their shareholder shareholders and um you know it, it's like every time you have those quarter meetings they really really 
beef up those numbers, man. They really inflate those numbers and make it seem like, hey, you know, we've got we've got two million and you know two million subscribers, and then and then about you know three two three hundred thousand of those drop off, you know, and so it's 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 crazy how they do that, man. And I you know I've I've known people who have purposely, you know, they they and and. and I, I don't advocate this because I'm a man of integrity and I haven't done this, uh, but I've known people who have purposely uh, canceled the WWE network every three months so they can have a, a subscription for free. Cause they'll get an email yep. and say, they'll get an email and say, Hey, if you don't cancel, you know, you'll get free three months, you know? And, and if, and it's like, they they won't cancel. They'll out back in, get three free months, threaten to cancel again, do it again. And it's like they've been doing that, you know, for a long time. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, they, but the thing is they're counted as another number, as a subscriber, you know, and it's like, oh, man, that, that's how you milk the numbers, man. That's how you, uh, <laughs> that's how you milk those numbers. All right, real quick. My thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. Ambrose Rollins. I liked. I liked the whole Shield build up. I think that was pretty cool. Um, I I want to see Reigns, and we'll, we're about to get this uh, to SummerSlam predictions here. I'm sorry. We we're going to, we're going to take calls next week with the SummerSlam. I see a bunch of people here in the queue. Um, uh, we apologize. We don't have enough time for calls uh, right now. Love you, uh, next week is SummerSlam Aftermath. Uh, take your call and put it to the WrestleZone.com uh, chat uh, uh, live right now, and uh, you have a better chance with uh, it being said if you're on WrestleZone.com live uh, chat with us right now. So just a, just a, an FYI. Uh, Ambrose Rollins, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I can see I can see Roman Reigns uh, like them kind of take him away from the title scene and then. Put him back, you know, with um, uh, with the shield comes uh, Survivor Series, yeah. kind of like a one-off thing. I'm cool with that, you know. I think it's Ambrose needed a revival, anyways. You know, if they're not going to turn him heel, I think this is, you know, yeah, good enough. He's a Yeah, um, Nia Jax again. Nia Jax is throwing Sasha to the uh, barricade. What is going on with her? I mean, she Nia really Jax. needs to work. Oh yeah, she really needs to work on protecting her opponents. I mean, I was like, she just Ooh, threw her she like a rock dog. <laughs> she could have just had it. She could have concussion. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, yeah. And then Tozawa, I'm cool with it. I mean, I was I was ready for Neville to end. I mean, Neville's a great heel, but I was just on the yeah. You know, I was at the I was at the point where I was just like, eh, you know. It, the cruiserweight division in a, as a whole is just not very good. Uh, and then we talked about the Finn Balor. Him losing clean was not a good idea at all. I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, you know, then you're, it, it to me it takes away the whole demon character. Like you're losing clean as Finn Balor. Now you have to come back as a demon because he poured fake blood over you. What a terrible way to build that. Uh, Mickey James's future. I uh, got a question. You think they would keep Enzo? Yeah, I'll keep, I don't think they'll keep Enzo. Um, 
I mean, he he's he's a good talker. You know, he's a hothead from from what I've heard and and, and all the reports that are going on. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think they'll keep him. I don't see a reason for them to. I don't, I don't think what he's doing right now is is strong enough for them to to let so, him go. He sells yeah. merch. He can talk. Yeah, exactly. So he's making money, money, so they'll keep him. Yeah. Uh, Mickey James's future. I mean, she just. I mean, I like Mickey James. I'm a. I'm a you know, I think I respect her as a business. I think she's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think she should have a backstage role at this point. I think she should be like an NXT trainer, because I don't. I don't think she. I. I like Mickey. I think I'm. I'm cool with Mickey having a push, but I don't think that. I don't think yeah. she. Even when she was a heel with Alexa Bliss, and now she's a babyface, I don't think she uh, meshes with today's crowd that much. Unfortunately for her, I think she's a fantastic talent. Uh, definitely Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, Jason Jordan, uh, it, it seems like they're just putting him with the Hardys just to you know, just to help them out. Um, too much talking with Nakamura. Uh, I, they need to keep the mystique. I don't like that. Champion! Uh, Chad, uh, yeah, dub it, dub it, it, and Edapan. We uh, celebrate uh, You have Monday and the Pender Day. And I was awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, you know, don't, don't take away the mystique by having someone talk too much. That's what they did with Kane. You know, he went from. Yeah. Using a voice box, you know, to to just talking way too much. I mean, the only time that I liked him when he was talking was when he was, you know, when he had the vegetative state angle with with the Undertaker. Well, his promos were yeah, 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 yeah. Those were some really good promos. But other than that, it's like you go from a voice box to just like Kane and Rooney. You know, that was fun to see, but it's like. You, at that point, it was like he was just talking way too much, and it just got worse and worse. Um, New Day losing clean was just a bad idea, too. Why Why are they having people lose clean right before SummerSlam? The Baron Corbin cash-in to me was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was 100%. I, I literally I chuckled. It was just <laughs> it was just, it was so hilarious to me. Like, like they really yeah, – They were funny. Just – Threw it away like that with Corbin. <laughs> they had him win the money in the bank, and then yeah. just totally. Busted. The only thing that I can think of, and this this may be a shoot. The, the only thing I can think of is maybe Cena had something to do with that, or um, this uh, real quick. Then they'll turn heel and help out Big Cass and get back together to attack him again. Uh, I think so. I, I wrote an article about that. I think that's I think that's the eventual. Uh, route they'll go, they'll go back as they'll go back together as a heel tag team. I actually made a bold prediction in AEDC that they get back together before WrestleMania. So that's my bold prediction. Uh, thanks for asking that question. Um, so yeah, yeah, real quick, we got we got to roll, but uh, uh, yeah, I think the I think the Corbin thing. It, it seems like it was a shoot because of his uh, Twitter war with Dave Meltzer uh, this weekend, and uh, I, I mean yeah. I I can't. You know, it, it 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 was one of those things that, you know, don't don't quote me as you know, don't quote me as a source, you know, dirt sheets, you know, fellow sites. This is not 
100% confirmed. However, it seems as if, um, you know, they they may have dropped that uh, because of his uh, of his Twitter wars with uh, with both fans and uh, and Meltzer, and uh, it just seems like out of the like just just putting just putting everything to de- together. It just really seemed that they pulled the plug, and it was just like because as far as the reports I know that I that I knew of, he was supposed to cash it in in the fall. And and actually win it, but I mean, it was like yeah. right after the SmackDown, right after he gets into the you know the Twitter wars with the fans and, and Meltzer, you know, it seems like it was a it, it just seems like they pulled the plug on him that quick. So I thought it was I thought that the way he lost it was absolutely hilarious. It's sad, but they won. You know, Corbin was ready anyways. I will, I wanted him to win the Money in the Bank because you know there's some time. Um, to to groom him, and I think that he's championship material with some time. Got another question update on Flair. Um, uh, we talked about there early in the show. Basically, from from the update is that uh, um, his surgery went well, and he's uh, and he's uh, improving. All right, ladies and gentlemen, real quick before we get to the SummerSlam predictions, uh, real 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 quick, let's get uh, to the uh, flavor of the week without. Further ado. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, we are reviewing and grading SummerSlams uh, 2015 and 16 before we get to the 2017 uh, predictions. Uh, so let's start off with uh, 2015 real quick. Uh, 2015 um, was a very, very interesting uh, SummerSlam. Um, it, 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 I think it was one of those. It was one of those SummerSlams that just kind of we only have like a, like literally like uh, like two minutes. It was one of those SummerSlams that was uh, very interesting as far as the results are concerned. Uh, New Day defeated Primetime Players and uh, Lucha Dragons. <coughs> Los Matadores won the uh, tag team titles. Ziggler, Kev, yeah. um, Stephen Amell, and Neville, uh, Neville beat Starbucks, uh, Stardust, and King Barrett. Ryback right defeating uh, Big Show and Miz. Ambrose uh, and Reigns defeating Wyatt Family. Rollins defeating John Cena uh, for the winner take all. And then Team PCB uh, defeating uh, Team Bella and Bad. Owens defeating Cesaro and Taker defeating Lesnar. Screwy finish. Um, uh, real quick, what do you uh, what do you got on that one? As agreed. Um. Ah, uh, that was weird. I was being honest. It wasn't the best. I'm just saying. It was just kind of weird. Kind of like an awesome yeah. Um, solid beef for me. All right, real quick, uh, 2016, uh, you had uh, Jericho and Owens defeating Enzo and Cash, Charlotte defeating Sasha Banks for the title, Miz defeating uh, Apollo Crews. That was odd. Styles defeating Cena. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Gallows uh, and Anderson defeating uh, The New Day um, by DQ. Ambrose defeating Ziggler. Um, Natalia, Alexa, and uh, Nikki Bella defeating Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella, and then the Finn Balor defeating uh, Seth Rollins, the Universal Championship. 
Brock Lesnar punching out and KOing Owen, uh, Randy Orton. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a that's a suplex. That ending. Yeah. They brought that Orton block yeah. so well. Yeah. And even my my, my lovely girlfriend uh, told you that even she was like, really, she woke me up because I told her, yeah. really, that's how you gonna end this? Right. <laughs> I agree. All right, real quick, let's get to uh, this this one coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, real quick, your uh, your predictions. Uh, let's get to what's up, that card this year. Cesaro and Sheamus against Rollins and Ambrose. Hopefully Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, I think Rollins and Ambrose. Uh, maybe it's Either way. Tina Corbin. Oh man, Corbin. Uh, Baller uh, Wyatt. Uh, Baller just great. Great as a coach against winning big matches. Baller won. I agree. Uh, Show and cast. Oh, who really cares? Um, <laughs> cares to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, New Day and Usos. Or 12, 12 days. days Usos. Hopefully, 12 days. Uh, new, uh, I think New Day. Uh, Matthew says Fowler. Uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. US AJ Styles will win. DC Shane McMahon doing something. They tell Kevin Owens to leave. So Kevin Owens and Shane to do a program. Uh, they don't want none. Uh, got a new day in this prediction here for Wrestling Uh, uh, Kiro Tozawa in, uh, against, um, the Neville rematch. That is still going on? Uh, give me that to Neville. Uh, got Styles as a prediction for Wrestling Zone. Um, Tozawa, I say. Uh, Jinta Mahal against, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Maharaja. Uh, I think they're going to give. I think they're going to give it to Nakamura. Um, yes, yeah, I think Nakamura. Blitz and Styles. Say that again. Uh, Blitz Banks, rather. Yeah, I think so. Styles needs a connection. Blitz and Blitz and Banks. Oh, I'm sorry, Blitz. Uh, agreed. Um, Naomi and Natalia. Naomi, keeping on her, keeping on momentum. Yep. Lesnar and Reigns is Joe and Strowman. Uh, that's going to be tough. This is up to see Lesnar retains. It's not, uh, Joe. Yeah, uh, I say, I say, um, I say Bliss. Well, I say I say uh, I say Bliss Naomi and I say Brock Lesnar. So he won't pin Braun. Um, he's gonna he's gonna pin Joe. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we got Banks, we got Naomi, we got Braun Strowman. Both prediction. Braun Strowman says that. Oh wow. Uh, so that's uh, very interesting. Um, I don't think yet. I don't still give it to Strowman yet. Uh, I think I think Lesnar's going to stay. Um, They'll probably leave after WrestleMania, so I think that's uh, that's what will happen. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Fantastic, as always, fantastic, fantastic interaction from com Facebook Live. Thank you so much to DJ Z, who was our guest uh, today, uh, this evening, uh, for the live Q&A. Uh, fantastic. Thank you all who pitched in as far as the questions are concerned. Uh, we're going to do some Q&As um, for a, a long time. Um, uh, we've got a few interviews uh, coming up. We've got one of them is pre-recorded, but uh, because it's from Germany, so uh, but God bless you all. Enjoy SummerSlam. Have a great thank night. You. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.